0: Hi, I'm Patti Scalzo, and I would like to welcome you to today's broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshu, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church of Shi'ar Jeshu Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. We are currently in a Through the Bible series on heavenly authority, and for the last few programs, we have been listening to Pastor Greg's sermon From the book of 1 Samuel Pastor has been looking at the abuse of authority As seen by the account of the wicked sons of the high priest Whose names are Hophni and Phinehas We read in chapter 2 How these men would have their servant Take more of the offering presented for the sacrifice Than was allotted by the law of Moses Thus stealing from the worshipper Not only that But they would not allow the fat to be burnt as prescribed in God's word as an offering to the Lord. And so they stole from God as well, threatening force against the worshiper who desired to do that which was right. When we left off last time, Pastor was discussing how there are still, in New Testament times, those who supposedly minister for God, but are really filled with greed and corruption. So now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg.
1: Paul says in Romans chapter 16, he talks about those who cause divisions contrary to doctrine, the doctrine which he taught. He says, For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words, and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. These men were in religious positions. They are supposed to be examples to the people. They are supposed to be teachers of the law, and they break the laws that dealt with them in men. They break the laws that deal with them in God, and they do so with force and with arrogance. And it says in verse 17 of 1 Samuel chapter 2, Therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. Therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. They despise the offering of the Lord. They caused the offering of the Lord to be despised. They despised it, and they caused it to be despised by the people. Their great disdain, they treated the sacrifice with contempt. Theirs was the highest office, the highest calling. Remember the sacredness of it all. The high priest would wear the plaque on his diadem saying, Holy to the Lord. The sacrifice was to be a symbol of how sinful we are and how much we need the sacrifice to bring us to God. They were to teach people repentance and holiness, and they trashed it all because they were concerned for themselves and what they could get. They knew not the Lord, they just wanted the power, the position. And you know, we say, well, what is the difference between one part of the animal and another? It's easy for us to say that in the United States where most of us can go into a grocery store and buy a nice package of meat. But remember, in those days, this was the way they lived. The meat from that animal was precious. And this was their way of showing their greed, no different than if someone put their hand in your pocket and pulled out several hundred dollars. That's the way they were treating the people with contempt and their greed and their stealing. They treated the holy things of the Lord with contempt, and that's probably, in their position of authority, one of the greatest of sins. Why? Why do I say that's one of the greatest of sins? Not only is it a direct affront to God that those in authority who know the word do not do what they know, and they don't care what God wants, and it's a direct affront to him. And not only the hypocrisy of it, and the unholiness of the leader but what it does to the group that are being ministered to what it does to their faith you bring your family up to shiloh to show the holiness of god to teach your children about the lord that they don't become like these pagans around you the canaanites and the hittites and the parasites the philistines and the people from Lebanon, you want to teach them about the sacred God who's fair to all and who wants us to walk holy. You're telling them the symbolism of that sacrifice, of what it means that we sin and how now we can be in fellowship with God. We're sitting at the same table with him and the priest is getting a share and God is getting a share and you come up to the tabernacle door and you come face to face with Hophni and Phinehas. And they've just destroyed everything you've taught your children. And they may possibly destroy your faith in God. When you have people in religious authority who know not the Lord and who take advantage of their position for themselves, they can break the faith of a whole group of people who they're supposed to minister to. Now certainly we should put no one in that position to break our faith with God. We should look to the Lord Jesus Christ We don't look to men. But from their perspective, they are supposed to be representatives. And if they bring disgrace and shame, if they make it a place of horror where they steal, where if you say, look, take whatever you want, but don't break the commandment of God, let the fat be burned. And they say, give us the whole animal raw, or we'll take it by force. They destroy the faith of the people. And that's why it's one of the greatest of sins. Paul says in Romans chapter 2, verse 24, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. And there's more. We'll skip down quickly. Next time we'll go back and read about Samuel's childhood. But skip down quickly to verse 22. It says, now Eli was very old and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel. Who are they doing it to? They're doing it to the people they ministered before. They're doing it to Israel. And how, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So now to the greed you add immorality. They're having sex with the women that assemble. The NIV says they slept with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. In Exodus chapter 38 and verse 8, speaking about making the, the parts of the tabernacle, he made the laver of bronze and the base of bronze from the bronze mirrors of the serving women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. The serving women. So these were either women who were in some type of service to help care for the tabernacle, or they're just worshipers that are coming to serve God, it's not clear. But no matter, as Matthew Henry said, they debauched the women that came to worship at the door of the tabernacle. They're using their position to indulge in immorality with these women. And You see, a lot of the things, a lot of the scandals of modern ministries, right? Greed, money, power, immorality, sex outside of marriage, and yet people being called reverend, and not even when they're caught, knowing enough to step down for a few years, but sometimes coming back only in a matter of days after their sins are displayed. Not that we should be unforgiving, but, you know, it's, a, it's really a brazen act when someone in ministry does a sin of this nature. Everyone sins. But of this magnitude and then comes out two or three days later and says, well, now you have to forgive me, and goes on to preach from the pulpit. Because when the people can forgive him, he's not asking God to forgive him, because if he was, he would step down, at least for a time, rather than just saying, I've sinned, and so let's go right on. Because they stand as a representative of God. So now, we're not surprised, we see that they know not God. The greed, stealing from men, stealing from God, despising the holy things, treating the sacrifices with contempt, which was the main part of their function, was to handle those sacrifices, right? And immorality, using their position to obtain favors with women. The story was the same from then to now. Such are those who misuse authority, who know not God, care not about God, but they're hypocrites, they're actors. And sometimes the more they love the splendor that they get in their position, the more they robe themselves, and the higher up they place themselves on a stand, the more they can fit this description. We're going to see what God thinks about this as we finish the study in the weeks to come. The anger the Lord has towards such That claim to be his but know him not, and who steal, and who partake of immorality in their position. But as a ray of hope, you can finish today's sermon by going up to verse 18, and in sharp contrast to Hophni and Phinehas, it says, But Samuel ministered before the Lord, even as a child, wearing a linen ephod. There you have this good kid who will be a priest before God, even as the lineal priests, the sons of Eli, the institutional priesthood is falling apart. And Lord willing, we'll study that next time. Father, we thank you for your holy word. Lord God, we claim your promise that while you allow the wheat, And the weeds to grow together for a time. That at the end of the age, you send out your angels and they bring your wheat into the barn. But the weeds they take and they burn. That, Father, there would be a separation out in your church. Lord God, that there would be a purification of your body that those that call themselves by your name would not be allowed to take your name in vain much longer. Father God, that you would make the separation, that you would make it clear to those who are true believers, the ones that abuse them and use them for profit and misuse them and treat your holy word with contempt father god that you would bless those who do what's right father god that you would pull your hand a blessing from those who do what's wrong even as you did at shiloh even in the dramatic example you gave us in half nine phineas we pray in christ jesus name amen
0: we pray that the program was a blessing to you today god's word is so rich and full of wisdom and we hope these studies have increased your knowledge of the author and perfecter of our faith. If you have any comments, or if you feel led of the Lord to help support our church fellowship, please send all correspondence and donations to Shiar Jashub Christian Tabernacle That's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, come worship the Lord with us. Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shir Jashub, which in Hebrew means a remnant shall return.